So I'm primarily a qualitative researcher. And what does that mean? All that means is I look at data in a different way than people who are only looking at numeric data. So quantitative is typically numeric data. Qualitative is typically non-numeric data. So when I collect data, it'll often be in the form of text or images or anything else that's just not numbers. And that also means that when I analyze that data, I often analyze it in a way that's non-numeric. So I'll look at themes that are related to theories and models in the literature uh, and it, things like that. I don't necessarily look at how many times somebody mentioned this, that, or the other thing in a law or policy, or how many times somebody mentioned something in a uh, interview. That number is not relevant to me, and it's not something that I... Um, can get a good understanding of the meaning behind what this person is saying or the meaning of what a law might be uh, trying to bring across, trying to legislate on. Um, so being a qualitative researcher, I'm primarily interested in understanding in-depth, contextually driven issues, experiences, phenomena. Now, I haven't always been a qualitative researcher. I actually started out my research career as a quantitative researcher. So I was super into statistics, biostatistics, business uh, stats, and things like that. And uh, even in my career as a, a health researcher, I was focused on randomized controlled, randomized controlled trials, the gold standard of uh, science in that field. And I was really obsessed with generalizability. So how can we create a sample that's going to be generalizable to the broader population. Uh, these are the kinds of things that I was really engaged with. I was doing meta-analyses, trying to get into the uh, uh, empirical data from a quantitative perspective, from a numeric perspective. And so most of my uh, early career had been just obsessed with those numbers and trying to create knowledge in that way, trying to understand knowledge in that way. And it was only in my doctoral degree that I finally, uh, that I ended up making that switch. I never really had a bad opinion of qualitative research. A lot of times you'll have quantitative researchers who tend to kind of look at qualitative research as like a lesser form of research for some bizarre reason, as if there's only one way of sciencing, uh, as if there's only one way of knowing something. Anyways, uh, I never looked down on qualitative research. I just didn't quite understand what it was. And so I just kind of put it over there into its own little box and said, ah, oh, qualitative research is this other thing and that's not something I do. I'm really interested in this sort of thing. Um, I even had some interesting constructive debates with some of my colleagues about the differences between those two uh, approaches, ways of thinking, philosophies, to try to understand a little bit more about the merits of both of them. And I always took the position of, oh, no, quantitative research is good because we can generalize and we understand things at a broad scale and everything like that. Um, and then, of course, the people who were kind of on the side of qualitative research were always saying, oh, no, but we also have to understand context and there's a lot of depth that, that got captured by quantitative research. So all of this kind of uh, uh, went, uh, all of this kind of uh, emerged in my career as a focus on qualitative research because I was investigating the lived experiences of people with disabilities. And when you're looking at disability, the heterogeneity of what that means, the contexts of how disability presents itself, 
All of those are really, really important factors. And so even though I initially approached my doctoral degree, my doctoral research, thinking, okay, we're going to try to quantify this in some way, I almost immediately realized that that's just not possible. Not only is it not possible, but in a lot of ways, it's not ethical to try to uh, quantify a, a person's individual experience. And so I immediately kind of started kind of taking a step back and trying to think about how I could do this research in a way that would be more effective for understanding a person's lived experience, their unique, uh, contextually driven lived experience. And when I say lived experience, what I mean is that over the course of our lives, we develop proficiency in what it means to be us ideally. Uh, and so understanding a person's, essentially their biography is what you're trying to, what I was trying to get at when I was doing that research. I wasn't trying to understand a snapshot of where somebody was in their life at that moment. I wasn't even trying to understand like uh, individual components of their life. I was really trying to look at what was their lived experience as a person with a disability? What did it look like through their entire life? And so when I would ask them to reflect on these sorts of ideas and questions, you got this very, very rich, very, very individualistic perspective on that issue. Now, of course, I didn't interview just one person. I interviewed about 50 plus people. So I got a lot of different perspectives on this issue. And I got a lot of different perspectives from different countries and different ways of life, different backgrounds, different professions and things like that. So it was really a great opportunity to kind of massively open my mind to this new way of thinking, new way of doing research, and a new way of approaching knowledge by seeing that contextually driven, in-depth understanding of somebody's experience. And being able to collect data in that way and analyze data in that way and try to understand data that way was really empowering for me because it made me realize that there's more to knowledge, there's more to understanding uh, the world around us than simply being able to put a number on it. And I think there's a certain group of people out there who think that everything can be kind of quantified in some way, shape, or form. And I don't know uh, if any of my uh, viewers, listeners, followers are of that mindset. I hope not. I hope you keep an open mind because I hope that you can understand that not everything in life can be quantified. You can try, but it may not be effective. And you can really put in a lot of effort to putting a number around something, but it may not be representative of that uh, issue. And I think we fall into a trap if we're focused only on one or the other ways of thinking. And even really important, high-profile institutions that really put a lot of effort into quantifying things, places like NASA, um, can really benefit from being able to also understand individual in-depth experiences, maybe not of individuals, but of uh, processes that are, uh, that are being conducted. So I think there's so much value. Economists can get a lot of value out of understanding more qualitative aspects of the, their work and of economies. So I think there's a lot of value that you that uh, our society can have on uh, not just legitimizing, but acknowledging the legitimacy of more qualitative, in-depth, um, contextually driven data and information. So we really need a place for both in our world, in our work. 
Um, we need to be able to work across those spectrums as well. I need to be able, as a qualitative researcher, be able to work with people who are embedded in more of a quantitative tradition. And I think people who are embedded in quantitative traditions absolutely have to have at least a reference point for understanding the basics of qualitative research. And that's something I, I tend to run into a lot in my area of research is encountering a quantitative researcher who has never experienced, has no knowledge about qualitative research. And you have to basically take a step back and start from square one about what is knowledge and how can I try to, uh, try to explain to this individual what it means to conduct qualitative research, what it means to understand the nature of qualitative data. And that can be a very frustrating experience because, come on, uh, basic research methods here. Anyways, we need to do both. Uh, we need to work uh, together in order to make it work. Uh, so my takeaway is this. Over-reliance on quantitative data alone to make any sort of decision does not always account for the dynamic and evolving problems that exist in our society, and especially for problems that nobody has ever seen before. So you can have all the quantitative data you could possibly need for understanding history, but when a new issue, a new situation presents itself, that quantitative data can be relatively useless for understanding that new situation. Qualitative data, on the other hand, can provide much more in-depth understanding for what may be the issues that are wrapped up into that new experience, that new situation. So I think this is what we need in our future as scientists. This is what we need to continue developing knowledge, is to work across these boundaries. And my call to action is this, if you're making a decision and you're relying only on quantitative data to make that decision, I would encourage you to please open your mind up and think about what are some of the qualitative forms, the non-numeric forms of data that might be useful for you to make that decision. Uh, that could be everything from like getting a new job, making a decision between this job or that job, or going to school and studying this program over this program, or it could be your actual work doing plan A versus plan B. I think once you can think across those lines, you'll be able to make much more informed decisions.